So I titled it um, Gone Offline Day. And so the idea being that as entrepreneurs, we're super busy. We let everybody else dictate our schedules and we don't take enough time for ourselves. And that's a huge part of my business is like making sure people feel empowered to make the right decisions for their life and work, particularly females. Because we are so giving with our time to everyone else. And so I created this day. It was on a Tuesday. It was five hours of just asking these female business owners to step away from their business, to just take the day, completely unplug and come connect with other people in real life. Hey guys, it's Natalie with Not Another Wellness Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today for episode 46 with Marissa Yenny, who is the founder of Livivo. As entrepreneurs, we can be so passionate about what we're doing that oftentimes wind up pouring everything we have into our businesses, working nonstop on all the things, putting ourselves and our lives on the back burner without even realizing it. Laviva was created to empower you to show up as your authentic self first so that you can bring your awesomeness to impact others. Marissa Yenny is the founder of Lavivo. She's today's guest, fellow entrepreneur, and she spent 10 plus years working with massive global brands, doing everything from word of mouth marketing to public relations to brand stat- strategy and influencer engagement. But she wanted to create Lavivo because she knew that owning a business can be lonely and overwhelming. And as entrepreneurs, we want to share our passions, but what's the cost to ourselves? Marissa's business, Livivo, is here to show you how to engage a simple and effective plan that will help you and direct you to clarity so you know exactly what to do, no more wasting time or money on ineffective strategies and activities, just you and your business thriving. So I'm reading this from her website. I was lucky enough to have Marissa as a guest today on Not Another Wellness Podcast in person. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. And before we dive into it, I wanted to share recent readings and review. This is from Wolf 7 Don't miss these. Engaging, insightful podcast that brings a behind-the-scenes look to a variety of health and wellness entrepreneurs. It's easy to listen to and makes you want to hear more. Thank you so much, Wolf, for leaving that review. It means a lot. And if you're liking the podcast and want to leave a review, that would be awesome. Head over to iTunes. That would be really helpful. It gets the word out and spreads these podcasts around. And I wanted also to share a little bit about my wellness journey lately and some things that have been really working for me because it's been a hot minute since I've like chimed in on some of these intros and just giving you a little bit of wellness banter, which used to be a huge part of the podcast. Anyways, I'm rambling. So a big part of my wellness journey lately has been stress management. I've been working a ton and have been realizing that stress is crazy impactful on my body and physically manifests itself in ways that I can feel and it does not feel great. Um, I actually heard my manager today trying to trying to tell us that stress is really good for us and that we should be really grateful and like look at it in that mindset because it actually helps our bodies thrive and like you can take whatever perspective on stress that you want I personally think that if your body is physically manifesting stress then you need to work on de-stressing because it's not going to let you rest and relax and digest and do all those other bodily functions that it needs if it's on high alert all the time so I'm just going into a little tangent here because I heard him saying this to fellow co-workers today like stress is great for you and if you're listening manager 
I think you're great, but I don't agree with you on this point at all. In fact, it's actually been a topic of a lot of podcasts that episodes that we've had lately. So whatever tangent is working on stress management. So going for walks more, trying to incorporate work aids, workouts into my lifestyle, doing not a great job, but really working on that, working on bringing meditation practice back into my life, working on reading before bed and journaling, just trying to take my mind off work and focus on other things. And then also just like venting in a way that's positive. So finding somebody in your life you can vent to and just be like, hey, here's what's on my brain. I need to like unload this on you and I don't really need your feedback. I more just need to get this off my chest. Thanks to my boyfriend, Adam, who's been really great at just being that sounding board for me lately. But yeah, I think you got to find a way to do it healthfully. I think you can have that perspective that it's good for the body, but it might be good for business. I don't think it's good for the body. Take what you want from that, the spiel. Anyways, without any further ado, I loved this conversation with Marissa. It flowed so beautifully. It was so fun to meet her in person and interview her. And she has some good insight into the entrepreneurial life and why it's so important for us to come back to ourselves, find time where we can work with others and collaborate, especially for solo entrepreneurs. There's so much power in engaging with others and getting ideas and perspective. Um, That's the whole point of this episode. So thanks for being a listener. And here we go to the interview. Welcome back to Not Another Wellness Podcast. Today on the episode is Marissa Yenny. She's the founder of La Vivo and a new friend. So hey, thanks for joining me, Hey, Marissa. thanks for having me. So excited to dive into your latest endeavor and hear how that even came to be. But first, let's pull intention cards. Let's. Okay. Just going to shuffle these guys. Let you pick one. you get obstacles are detours in the right direction that's awesome i like that i do too i haven't pulled that one before oh sorry you're good we have crystals on the table everyone because <laughs> like why not i got joy is the ultimate creator and that's very fitting because i'm reading a book on like creativity now and how to like bring it out of you or like absorb it or allow it to be part of your life and how it can just like make you infinitely happier. So that's very cool. That's very What's the book? It is called Big Magic by Yeah. yeah. I read that. It's so good. So good. I know. A friend of mine gave it to me um, randomly. She was like, are you interested in this? And I was like, yeah, I need this so bad in my life. Just such a good timing, I think, like with so many changes to be like, how do I allow creativity and joy and Anyway, does that resonate for you at all right now? Totally. I mean, even how I was just telling you about planning for things and saying I would do things and then just being like, nope, er," switch directions and like pivoting is super important and being able to like have the confidence to say, yeah, it's okay. Like I can just totally shift and yeah. And the detours actually are going to put you in the right direction. And like, we'll teach you something about the experience, how what got you there, like what caused the turn, et cetera. Totally. Very cool. That's a very good one. I love when people pull cards I've never seen before. And I'm like, hmm. Interesting. I wonder why now. I know. I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> and I always pull like the same five, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine, Gabby. 
Cool. So next question, our first question for you is what is something that lights you up in this world? So I feel like for me, we've talked about this a little bit, it's food because I love to eat and I love to explore and try new things and like sort of express my creativity through cooking and my sort of curiosity and exploration through food. And I just, I really, it lights me up. Like every day I'm like, what do I get to eat today? And I'm like always planning what's next. Like I'm going on a camping trip tomorrow and I'm trying to convince everyone to make it like these gourmet meals and they're like, we're having hot dogs. And I'm like, great. I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to make it the best hot dog. (laughs) But yeah. Why do you think that is a, something that lights you up? Like what has it been, how has it showed up in your life so far? I mean, a little bit different through the stages. So like my mom was always a really good cook and like we really, you know, nailed the family dinner time. Even like when we had sports and stuff growing up, like we always made sure we ate together and she was always putting meals on the table and she's always been super creative. And I think just seeing that and being in the kitchen with her was like one of those really like tentpole moments of sort of my foundation with food. And then just like I studied nutrition in college and have done my own little like journey throughout like am I a vegan? What are the benefits? Am I a vegetarian? Like, am I paleo? Like trying all the different things. And so I think it's like, finally I'm at this point where I choose everything and I don't feel compelled. And I think it just comes with age too. And like yeah. having experienced lots of things, but with yeah. food, it's like, I'm in a good place where I'm like, I choose what I eat and I'm excited about it. So cool. I yeah. love that. And food is such a part of like celebrating life. You can't celebrate life without food. I know. There's just always can. like a, a thing that goes with the celebration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me, I'm curious a little about your background. Where were you from and how did you get to? Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit of a journey. I was born and raised in Wyoming. My family moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I kind of grew up there basically. Played soccer my whole life and I thought I was going to be, you know, playing in the World Cup. But <laughs> that was not my path. And so I devoted all my time to playing soccer and I was a competitive athlete and anything and everything I did was all about that. And finally I I made the choice in college that I was getting a little too hurt, like too injured. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. And so I kind of just shifted and turned my attention towards my career, which was in PR. And I knew I loved food and nutrition and I only wanted to work in food and nutrition. So I moved to Chicago, worked at a PR agency up there Got my first start in the food nutrition practice and was very, like, resolute that, like, I'm pigeonholing myself intentionally and only working on clients that I, like, actually care about because it was really important to me to feel like I was educating people how to eat better through the work that we were doing and not just, like, selling something. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just took that path for almost 10 years. But, you know, the agency life was not the life for me. And so when my boyfriend was really expressing interest to move back to Colorado, I was like all on board. I actually quit my job first. <laughs> like, Sweet. Awesome. I was like, moving man's coming in two weeks. Like we're heading out. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, where are we going to live? And I was like, with your parents. It's fine. Like just like ready for a new adventure. And then it's taken a while. Like I've been here a year and a half and it took me almost, let's say a year and three months to actually figure out what I wanted to do like taking lots of different odd jobs and like teaching fitness and doing all these different things, sort of battling this, here's the things that I'm good at, but those are what I used to do in my old career Mm -hmm. and like sort of detaching those two things to actually be like, oh, I can use my strengths and talents for good, for the way I want them to. Mm -hmm. And then that's how kind of I 
got to where I am. I'm interested to hear that right off the bat, you knew like you had a mission and working a certain agent, like at this agency in this field, but like being very particular with how you spend your energy. Like that's impressive to come out of that and be like, this is what I'm doing and I'm not compromising. Right. Like, and, and it was an un- kind of unheard of for people my age, like 21 year old being yeah. hired at, you know, the, the bottom of the totem pole. And I'm like, I'm only going to work on these clients. And so I, I kind of got into trouble a couple of times where I was like, oh, I'm really good at this and I'm stuck on these clients, but then it's just trying to find like new opportunities to sort of branch out and get more involved with all of those things. But I was also like cultivating an expertise. I was like, I'm the food girl. Like come to me. I know all the things. And I also had this background in nutrition that I really wanted to leverage. And so I've always been really good at like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And sure there are like obstacles and challenges, but I'm very like resolute and kind of stick to my guns for better or worse, but totally. Yeah. I love the play between fitness and food and nutrition and just like, it's just, all those things are so important. I think as you grow up and it's good to kind of, I think I was an athlete too, and I don't really miss that, but I love what it taught me. And then like, I did the same thing with food. Like I was a vegetarian and I was like so obsessed and studying all nutrition. And now I'm like, and I'm good now. Like, I'm glad I learned this. And now I'm going to take this, take with me what works. Yeah. What, what works for me and yeah. like leave the rest. And it's like, so f- I like love hearing that theme of like exploratory, like finding your path. Like PR was great. And it gave you this opportunity and you're like, and I'm done. And right. I'm going to take with it now and be able to start your own business. Like from the skills you learned, I'm sure. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you become an entrepreneur what were the steps that led up to that like a year and three months in yeah so I actually had several businesses before this one in very (sighs) different areas I started a flower business with one of my good friends in Chicago just kind of on a whim she was like super interested and I was like yeah I'm I'm curious about that let's try it and so we did and it's obviously not still in business. But <laughs> Wait, what is like what is a flower business? So like exactly? we so to be honest, we were very focused on making flower crowns for music festivals because that's like what we wanted. That's amazing. Because we were going to like all of these different music festivals and Chicago has this amazing like outdoor scene. And so we were like, let's make these beautiful flower crowns and sell them. And it just was like kind of a whim thing. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, we have a website. And oh, we're like e-commerce, but we're also like pop-ups and we really want to buy a truck but like the law won't allow it and just like figuring everything out completely on the fly just like on top of our normal jobs it was just like a very weekend fun thing starting with the passion project that turned into like oh cool like people like this yeah and then also like oh cool like the margins are super low in flowers and like (laughs) this is not a sustainable business no like how much could a could a flower crown go for i mean we were charging a lot yeah like 30 30 to 50 bucks. I mean, like, and it's, like, probably very hand-assembled. Oh, it's all like, handmade. You can't just, like, here's a, yeah. No, like, right. super labor-intensive. Right. and like labor-intensive, yeah. It only lasts, like, two days. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just, like, yeah, I'm, all the things. Totally, yeah, <laughs> totally. That's interesting. So that was, like, the first go at, like, learning a little bit about business. Yes, yeah, totally just doing it sort of, like, on the fly. Um, I've kind of always had an infallible sort of, drive to just kind of ask why not or what could happen and so we just did it and did what we did we sunk some money into it got some money out 
it's a weird thing when you're like, oh, my goal is to make money, not just like do this thing. Like forever necessarily, yeah. Yeah, just even if it's just for now, but like that was probably five or six years ago. So it's it's taught me a lot. And I also started a business almost at the same time with my mom. And so like that adds like a whole other dynamic. And I was like, I really want to own a business in food. Like I want to work in food. Food is like where I yeah. love to be. And we started a spice business together. And it just... We never both got on the same page of like where we wanted to take it and what it was going to look like. And so it's just kind of been like, whatever. I imagine that would be really hard to do with a parent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom's awesome. Like we're very close friends, but it's also just, she has all these years of experience and I have experience in other things and it's just finding that sort of, how is this going to be able to like communicate that and like, yeah, Yeah. I could totally see that. And also be like, oh, and by the way, I'm coming over for dinner. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) just the weird stuff like that. So spice business. So what kind of of spice, like were you just doing like blends or like specific? Like kind of everything. So we kind of had this insight that our spice cabinets, I lived in the city, it was tiny and it was just like overwhelming my cabinet space. And so I was like, I just need a better solution. And my mom came up with this idea to create a spice rack that fits on the inside of your door mm-hmm. with small format spices. So they're just like two tablespoons so that you only have as much as you need. And then you get recurring spices like delivered to you every Ooh. month based on. We just could never make it really work <laughs> with like the end consumer switching over. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Instead of like going to Costco and buying like a massive thing of like yeah. basil or. And like figuring out how to like not buy them when you're getting groceries. Yeah. Yeah. When they're so conveniently there and on sale. Right. Exactly. Huh. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also there's like a whole education piece. Like people are like, oh, you can't keep spices for forever. Yeah. I wait. Mean, like, it's not going to hurt you, but like. They have a shelf life. Yes. It's really only six months. Whoa. Wait. What? Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's, am- no, I had no idea. Yeah. Six months. I'm pretty sure there are spices in my childhood home that are like six plus 20 years. So I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when we moved out of Chicago, my boyfriend's <laughs> pantry had five years old. Yeah. Like, caked in there, you know, just gross. Oh gosh. Wow. That's a good little tidbit. I did not know that. Yeah. So anyway, so that was business two. <laughs> that was business two. Still in Chicago. You're still working for the PR company. You're right. still doing it all on the side. Right. And then do things. Yeah, I always knew I wanted to own my own business, and it's not, it's a little bit of two things. One, I'm kind of stubborn, and I like to do things my way, and also it's just, I didn't want to be encumbered by other people telling me I couldn't, and so that was like kind of something that I learned in the first two businesses, is like, yes, I did it, but the end consumer was kind of telling me I couldn't. Like, these aren't the things that are actually of need. They're not solving a problem. They're kind of superfluous things, which there's plenty of that out there in our society, but I wasn't willing to like sort of walk that line and, and sort of tread that path to keep Mm -hmm. going without like into a headwind, like with resistance. And I was like, okay, cool. Got it. Now I'll learn and try to figure out what's next. Yeah. And it sounds like you too have a passion for helping people like, like you're saying with nutrition and that that's like a need. That's not like a right fluffy uh, item. To wear in your hair or something. <laughs> like, like a beautiful flower crown <laughs> for a music festival. Yeah. That is so cool, though. I love that that's a market. Like, that's that's what's so cool about this ability to start a business is, like, you're saying part of this, like, there is an industry for almost everything, but it sort of has to be, like, timely and, like, you have to make enough money out of it. And there's, like, so many factors. There really are, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of luck, but also sure. just a lot of... I'm reading um, a book right now called Grit. 
Um, and it's all about how like, it's not even about talent and it's not even about being lucky. It's about just having the perseverance coupled with passion to see something through. Sure. Yeah. So I Which feel it, like it really feels like you have, I mean, just like sometimes hearing how you like show up in this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, this girl knows what she wants. That is awesome. Sometimes. I'm like, not like that. I'm like the more like, Oh, we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. I have this idea, but I'm probably not going to do it. And like, on, well, okay. The podcast you're doing actually it. happened. That was like, a, <laughs> there was like something in the universe. I was like, you have to do this now. But, um, that's what, that's the entrepreneur spirit that I just love. It's just so, it's amazing. Cause everyone is like walking around, you know, in society together. A lot of people will just choose the comfortable thing and the job that they don't really like. They're not really passionate about just gives them the stability so they can just like have good hobbies and like that's the end of the day and that's fine and then there's just these like fiery hungry like no I'm gonna make it happen no one's telling me what to do and I just love that like if I could put it in a bottle and just like keep it and drink it that's a product (laughs) can we sell that (laughs) how do we sell that (laughs) oh my gosh yeah um so was there another business before no those are it okay just those cool I mean bake sale goods and when I was little but yeah. They're not real. <laughs> so I want to talk about, before we like totally dive into the, your current business, what was the problem you were hoping to, like, what was the problem you were seeing and how did you come up with this idea to yeah. solve it? So this is one of those things that also in big magic, like the ideas come to you and yes, you don't know when. And if you don't act on it, like it's gonna go away, and, and somebody like, go else. To someone else. I thought that was like oh. that. I'm only on page thirty, but that I had to stop you because my friend was like, "Yeah, so how, what do you think of the book?" And I was like, "The the point of if you're not like being open or still enough to like let in right the inspiration, it's just gonna go to someone else." And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> that's crazy!" Like, yeah, especially because we're all just like, "I have to be doing, I have to be doing, and all of and finding all the ways and doing." Having it all figured out. Yeah. Like, I took basically a year to figure it out, which I was doing other things and I was putting in quote unquote work every day. Like, my boyfriend would come home and I'd be like, I did something today. <laughs> Even though I'm not like building anything at the moment, so it was it all necessary with, yeah. to build what I have now. Like, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have that time and space that I was lucky enough to take and have. Right. Um, but yeah, basically, I knew I wanted to start a business, wasn't quite sure. I was like, do I want to do something related to personal development? Do I want to do something related to food? Do I want to do this? Can they all tie in together? And I was really trying to make it all just sort of fit this like perfect little box. And then one day I was just like working by myself on something. And I had this realization that like, it's freaking lonely to be doing a business by yourself. And so that was kind of my big light bulb aha moment that if I, if I, somebody who knew like marketing and business and these things had a hard time doing it, then other people probably did too. Yeah. Like my other two businesses. You were like living it. Yeah. We're with a friend. So I had like somebody to bounce ideas off of. The other one was with my mom. So like we're building something together. And this time it was just me. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, there's no real outlet. There's no one to ask for help necessarily. Like we're all feeling very competitive and there's this sort of sense of you should be able to do it by yourself. If you have all these skills and Hmm. just all of this culmination of basically loneliness, I would say is kind of the crux of where I started. That's a good perspective. 
Because, like, okay, so say, you know, everyone around you just goes to work, right? And yeah. they go get told what to do. Right. And they're being watched, literally. That's how I feel at work. I'm like, oh, God, everyone's watching me. <laughs> and being held accountable. Right. And then you have you all those people go to work, and you're sitting there with your day, and it is, like, totally unstructured. And you, I've never thought about, like, that competitive aspect of the industry that you're looking to get into and how like yeah. it's weirdly like you want to get in with it, but you don't want to get too close. And like, how do you dance and then around? Like how much time do you invest in other people? And just, it's an interesting wow. sort of dance. Yeah. So you see this as an obstacle that's you're facing. Right. And, and so I, like, I was like, so are other people facing this? Yeah. Sort of. And I kind of just asked around and obviously I have a lot of friends who are, business owners, you know, quite a few yeah. as well, <laughs> yeah. um, especially here in Denver. And it's just like, we were getting together and all kind of having the same sort of struggles of not moving forward and not doing the things we say we wanted to do and not finding the success we wanted to. And it's just like, well, what is that roadblock that's like holding everybody back? I still don't know the answer because it's different for every person, but I had this feeling that it's like, if you just had a cheerleader, a support system, a soundboard to be like, yes, what you're doing is right, even if it's not, but at least to just have that sort of cushion to sort of leap off of, I felt like that was going to be something helpful. Yeah. So you get the idea. We're talking about the big magic. Guys haven't read the book. Like, you should. It's a good one. Um, So you get the idea because you're feeling it, living it every day. And you're like, okay, how do I, what do I do now? Like, what was the next big step, I guess? The next big step, I basically just put it out there that I was going to host an event and see if this idea had legs. And so I put a deadline on it. Um, I basically came up with the idea, let's say five weeks, and then within four weeks, just kind of pulled something together out of thin air, you know, (laughs) just because I thought, well, I have the skills. I can do this. I can get people behind a story, a brand, an idea, if I believe in it enough. And they did. So I kind of just gave myself some of those accountability deadline structure pieces that a lot of us are really just missing. Yeah. And was like, okay, June 25th, I have an event. So all these things need to be, you know, ship shape before then. Like I didn't have a website at the time. Like a lot of things just weren't there. And so I was like, okay, Here's the thing. Let's work backwards. And that's mm-hmm. one of the skills I have. We need to like make it feel like a real thing and not yeah. just like an idea. Right. Yeah. Exactly. How do you like bring it to life? Cool. Yeah. So what was this event? So I titled it um, Gone Offline Day. And so the idea being that as entrepreneurs, we're super busy. We let everybody else dictate our schedules and we don't take enough time for ourselves. And that's a huge part of my business is like making sure people feel empowered to make the right decisions for their life and work particularly females, because we are so giving with our time to everyone else. And so I created this day. It was on a Tuesday. It was five hours of just asking these female business owners to step away from their business, to just take the day, completely unplug, and come connect with other people in real life. Dang. (laughs) I just got some chills. What a powerful first event. Like, it wasn't like, let's have a, you know, cocktail hour. Or, like, I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, this was intentional. Yes. This was, like, yeah. Yeah. This was powerful. And it was one of those things where I I decided to offer it completely complimentary because I just really wanted to see, like, who's going to show up? How is it going to happen? Like, what's it going to look like? What are, what are people going to get out of it? 
And I think it was just like a really cool gift that I was able to give. Like some of the feedback we got was like, I've never turned my phone off ever. Oh my God. Or like I haven't taken a vacation in three months. Like I'm working this business and these side hustles. So I'm always working. And so to just have those people in one room and have such like meaningful, purposeful connection was like unheard of. The turning off the phone thing is huge. Totally. We're all so connected all the time. A lot of our businesses are run through, you know, either online or through social media and all of those things of always being on. And we just asked people to just show up as they were and enjoy. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what's the name of your business? <laughs> I didn't really think we said No, yet. we're good. Yeah. So um, I worked with a branding agency oh, a long time ago because I had this idea for a business, but I didn't know what it was going to be, obviously. I was trying to umbrella like all these different ideas. And so I was like, I need to just ask for help. And that is something huge too is like, where do you ask for help if you don't know? And so finally I was like, I could do this, but I'm going to ask for help. So I hired an agency and they helped me. Hello Paper Laundry. They're amazing. Two fabulous women here in Denver. And they helped me come up with this name, Lavivo, which is the Italian word for like the light of life. Uh, I thought it was like a Vivo. I knew Vivo. And yeah, like that's like, Spanish, yeah, like Spanish. Latin roots. Totally. totally. Yeah. Light of life. That's kind of like an idiomatic sort of way in Italy. Yeah. I love hearing how people came up with the name because, and like why it was the one. Right. You know, it's one of those things like I probably never would have come up with it, but just like (laughs) working with other people and talking and like expressing all these things that I wanted to come to fruition really like brought it to life. So cool. Yeah. So what are some, uh, so one of my questions I had for you before this was like, why is it so important for us to show up before we can show up for a business? And you touched on it, but I want to like dig into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is it that happens when the opposite occurs? So when we are giving our time to other people and we're not, we're not showing up for ourselves first. Yeah. So I think this like can translate beyond just business too, but first of all, other people are going to take your time. You're going to give it. And so it's making sure that you're also giving yourself time, I think is the piece that we keep missing out on because there are always so many things we can keep up with. There are so many different ways that we can continue to just give, 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 give until we hit that burnout point. And I hit it so many times in my career and it was just seemed fruitless. Like I worked in PR and my constant phrase was it's PR, not ER. Like this is not a life saving thing. Like I should not have to give a shit about a lot of this stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've kind of carried that through. It's just like really evaluating what is actually important, what actually matters, and it affects how you show up. So like when you are feeling your best, when you take care of yourself, like if I'm not fed, if I don't feed myself and I'm really hangry. And you love food that much. Yeah. yeah and you can't, it, It's right. like one of those things where it's <laughs> yeah. like if I miss that one step, like, whoa, buddy, get out of my way. Like my boyfriend knows that I'm on a timer at that point. And he's like, can I get you a snack? Yeah. Like, so it's just like, just knowing that when I show up for myself fully, authentically, and, and don't really worry about how I'm presenting myself to other people, that's when I can actually show up for other people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but... No, no, I think it does make sense. And I think it's easy when you know what that thing is that you need. It's like when you already have discovered... Sometimes you don't know. Right. Totally. And that's a huge obstacle. Right. Because you can see what other people are doing. Like, oh, I should take a bath because 
so-and-so takes With a CBD bath bomb. Right, exactly. Right. And you're just, like, laying in the bath. Like, I actually, this is funny because I actually love baths. But yeah. But then I think of an example, it isn't something I love. And then you're doing it and you're like, I'm just doing this because it looked like it worked for someone. Right. Which I think that that play of, like, you should expose yourself to a lot of things and figure yeah. out what works for you. But um, but it's like what we touched on earlier. is like creating that space to even give yourself time to explore. So it's sort of, like, not going into the day with sort of every minute planned. Mm-hmm. It's... I love to like build hours into my day where I don't have any set expectations for how those are going to go. And that's like usually when I find that I come up with my ideas because it's it's like non-structured. I won't call it like me time. I'm not like face masking and like <laughs> taking baths, but it's just more so like I'm not tying myself to an outcome. And so I think that's been super helpful and something I've had to learn over the past year. And I had the freedom to learn that with an open, flexible schedule, but... Yeah, and that's the point we touched on before, and it's coming back now, and it's from the book again. But it's really, like, not putting that pressure on yourself and allowing the inspiration to flow to you, which is like, oh, how do you allow the inspiration to flow? Like, it looks differently for everybody. Totally. But I know, from what you're saying, it just reminded me, like, if I meditate or if I do take a bath that I love or if I go for a walk it clears this, this space. And all of a sudden I'll think of things that I need to remember, which I'll be like, Oh God, I really got to call that person. And I'm like, when was that thought going to come through? If I didn't stop and let it, like it it couldn't get through the chaos of like what I was doing in my, at work or when I'm stressed out, it it couldn't even get there. But the minute I just separate myself or like find something that just flows it is crazy the inspiration that comes. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It's powerful as, yeah. as hell. And that's why reading that book, I was like, this is so true. <laughs> so, so true. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what are some other ways we could suggest, like, ways for people to allow that flow to happen? But I guess it really is so... It's super personalized, personal. kind of like you said. Like, figuring out what works for you. That's, like, a lot of actually where my brand like started its roots was in wellness. Like I wanted to own like a wellness company mm. that was very much about not doing things just cause you think you should and really trying things and being open to finding what actually works and then being okay with the different phases and, and sort of peaks and valleys of your life with the way things go. Like I used, I'm a yoga instructor. I was going to say I used to do yoga. I'm a yoga instructor, but I don't do yoga. Like, that's not something I normally regularly do right now, but I did at one point in my life. And I'm not, like, tied to that identity that this is who I have to be all the time. It's like that was one part of my life. I can come back to it at any time. I can teach yoga again if I want to, but it's just sort of having that sort of ease and patience with yourself to, mm-hmm. again, it all comes down to space, I feel like, and mm-hmm. just having that you know, openness with yourself. Yeah. And like, and, and it kind of goes back to your card kind of yeah. too. Like seeing it's the mindset shift too. It's not, Oh my gosh, poor me. There's an obstacle. It's like, okay, how do you make something? What, what are you learning from this? And right. like, it really, that is so important. <laughs> and, and I struggle with that so much, but it's so true. It's like, how, yeah. How do you just let it flow? Um, easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, what are some of the ways that starting this business has already impacted others? Let's start with oh, others. others. Yeah. Let's start with like, you said a little bit about the feedback, like what's next? Like, what are your goals for this? Yeah. 
Um, what do you want it? How do you want it to impact others? I guess is a better question. So I feel like the key piece for me is helping primarily female business owners, like entrepreneurs, solopreneurs really feel empowered every day to make the decisions that they feel is right for their business, for their life. And that translates to actually focusing on the things that are most impactful and most important. So like working in a corporate setting forever and ever and ever, I was told this is your job. And anybody could have done that job. And so all of my unique talents and skills were never sort of valued in the way I showed up in my job, as long as the job got done. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've always just sort of questioned. Like, why does it have to be that way? Why can't we celebrate our strengths Mm -hmm. and elevate those and find ways to really lean into those versus just doing something for the sake of doing it? So that's like what I want to do in my business is help female business owners find those things and then to offload the other things. And a lot of that starts with, you know, really, really deeply knowing who you are, what you want and where you want to go, who you're helping and how that's going to look for you. And it can change all the time, but at least starting in that huge foundation is um, one of the things that I offer at any point in a business, but a lot with startups, um, just solidifying like what is the most important thing versus I need a website. I need a social media handle. Like all of these, these are just tools that bring the story to life. But like, what is the story you're telling in the first place? What's the why? Exactly. It's almost like you're a business coach for women entrepreneurs. Yeah, basically. Like if you need some like accountability, if you need some space to be inspired, if you need to connection with others, like you got, you got it here. Totally. So like, that's like what I'm doing is the coaching piece. And then I'm creating an online community so it's going to be the Live Levivo Collective. Um, it's a brand new platform that I'm really excited to sort of dig into and build out to create that sort of online connection, support, soundboarding, resource system for female business owners, and then to continue to do these in real life events mm-hmm. so that it's, you know, you've got that personal connection and you sort of step out of your business and sort of get perspective and engage with other people. Right. Yeah, yeah I think that's important because I guess the in-person events are great, but maybe can't be fit in for some person like every single time they need something. They want to like go to an online forum and right. see what other people are doing, yeah. get ideas and get inspired without like that competitive like nature. More like here's, we're coming together to help each other. Like this is exactly. safe. Yes. <laughs> like, we want each other to be successful, not right. like, like we're investing in not only ourselves by being here, but because we're doing that, helping others in the same sure. way. Yeah. So, um, other side of that question is, yeah, like how has being an entrepreneur and, and specifically with this business impacted your life so far? I've noticed, it's funny, one of my friends the other day, I hadn't talked to him in a while and we were on the phone and he was just like asking how are things and he's like, pause, you just sound completely different from where I was like six months ago when I didn't know what I was doing and I think there's just a confidence for me that sort of chimed in and I have doubts and fears and you know, all of these imposter syndrome things every other day too. But knowing that I get to show up the way I want to and do things my way has been like a huge thing for me and that I'm in charge. Like I'm in charge of my success. I'm in charge of where I want to go. I'm in charge of the impact that I want to have. And I feel like that's been super huge and powerful. And it doesn't feel like a burden. It just feels like kind of like a gift that I've given Mm -hmm. myself that I don't have to do it a certain way and I don't have to, you know, pretend I'm somebody I'm not in order to make somebody else feel better about the way I'm showing up at work. And I get to like 
pick and choose the things I work on, the people I work with, and all of those things. What more can anyone want for themselves? <laughs> <laughs> to just be like, you like, know, super successful. Yeah. But. Well, yes, the success will come, um, yeah. definitely. But yeah, just like that, the, being in that flow state, just feeling like you're in the right place and like you're, you've gotten enough experience in whatever corporate setting, whatever industry, whatever fitness like level certification, and then to be like, and now this is the time where I bring that all together because that's just the way life goes, but it's, that's just really cool. Like, yeah. What a cool way to like see it all, all of this come of... in and like your strengths of who you are as a person. And... Yeah. It's, it's really one of those things where I step back and it's kind of surreal every day that like I still get to make myself lunch. Like I don't have to eat a sad desk lunch like in a cubicle under dim lights over my keyboard anymore. Like I chose not to do that. And so now I'm creating what that looks like for me on a day-to-day basis. Amazing. Yeah. What would you say is the hardest part of starting a business for you or for others? Like there's not just one. Um, Definitely the loneliness piece and knowing that you have to, at the end of the day, be accountable to you and yourself and sort of like, like I'm going on vacation and if I'm not working, I'm not working. No one's working. Right. And so it's like figuring out how you can make your business, not just a job. So it's not just this transactional time of hours, I think is the biggest struggle for any entrepreneur at the beginning is this whole sort of ideal that you have to work all the time. You're putting in hundred hours, you're making all the sacrifices. Like you can't take time for you. And I just kind of really want to rewrite that because that's not the way I want my life to look. And I don't want other people to feel like constrained by those limits. And so I feel like that's a huge struggle at the onset is just even shaping what it's going to look like for yourself. Mm-hmm. So what would you say are tips or like things that you have to have in your day or and you talked a little about the structure, but like you wake up in the morning and like, what does your day look like to you at that point in time? Yeah. So a lot of times I don't like routine. And so I worked with a coach last year, sort of like a holistic, um, integral coach. And he encouraged me to try a morning ritual. So that felt different. Because I was like, oh, it's a ritual. ritual. This is like my protected time. And so what I do is I wake up and I go for a walk first thing. I put on my shoes. I go out for a walk. It doesn't have to be to any specific place. I don't have to go anywhere. No expectations. Usually like 15 minutes. And then I come back, meditate. I don't always journal, but it's very good for you. Yeah. That works. (laughs) Um, And then I feel like, okay, cool. Now I can make breakfast. So when I set those foundations in place, my day doesn't feel like so chaotic. Like I don't wake up and look at my phone. Like I don't even have my work email on my phone still. I mean, I look at Instagram all the time, but who doesn't? Right. Um, But that's like a huge thing for me is creating that space that it's like, this is my time and I'm protecting it and making sure that like, I'm not rushing through my day. And then obviously like eating really, really well. Mm -hmm. I love to eat delicious food. I only get three chances a day. (laughs) So I really want to make it count. And then I I pretty much work out every day, move my body somehow. Yeah. And those are like the non-negotiables for me. Um, I love that idea of turning like, um, here's your routine. Actually, no. What about a ritual? Like, what about something that just like honors who you are? Right. And what you believe in. And it can change. Love that. Doesn't have to be a set thing. Yeah. Because routine always comes with these, like this baggage of, I always have to do this. Mm -hmm. And so if you miss, you're like shitting on yourself. 
But a ritual is like, I'm honoring this time, this space, these acts. So that was a big, just like little shift in words. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I know it really do. And like, I take a lot of these cards, like they're just words, but like sometimes when they're just outlined a certain way, you're like, wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Right. It's, it's beautiful and, and insightful and all the things. Um, it's <laughs> kind of distracted for them, but anyways, um, so you kind of went over that. The uh, last couple of questions would be, what are you doing to support, like, no, that's not what I wanted to say. I love that this is, can just be, like, edited, because sometimes I'm like, <laughs> Um, I feel pretty good about where we are right yeah. now. The last couple of questions I always put in there is, like, fillers, but I don't really feel like we need them. Okay. So the last thing I might say is... What do you have like I don't know a quote or something that inspires you or like a book like we talked about a book or like a yeah. podcast or anything like that so let me rephrase that question and ask you in real life so um, we talked about the ritual your day structure um, any other like tips and tricks in the wellnessy world that you love and feel like passing on because I feel like what's cool about this type of medium is. We are like presenting options to people, and I love that like people will be like, "Oh, I you know took a cold shower and it didn't work for me." It's like, "Cool, great, drop it," you know? Yeah, it's like, like try this on. It's like a dressing room for wellness. Totally, totally. It's like this doesn't fit. I like this now, but maybe next season I won't. Like that's kind of how I like to look at it. Sure. Um, in the wellness space, I feel like self care is definitely the biggest buzzword. It's not going away, and. I used to laugh at it. I was like, well, obviously I'm going to take care of myself. It's not obvious. And it's not obvious as to how to do that. Right. And so I think it's sort of setting those conditions for yourself. Like, what are the three things that you know are going to make you feel your best self every day? Like, something I said is moving, Mm -hmm. eating really well, and then connecting with people. Like, the days when I'm home by myself and don't talk to anybody, my boyfriend gets home and I'm like... Hey, how's it going? Oh my God. Oh yeah. And he's like, whoa. So I'm my best when I have time to connect with other people. And teaching fitness is a great outlet for that. Cause you like get to see people in these like raw vulnerable states and you're helping mm-hmm. them like achieve their goals. And like, same thing with the business is there's just like this service piece that I feel like really is also self-serving when you're like giving you know, without expectation to other people. Yeah. There's like this whole sense of getting something and filling your soul. Totally. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that. Like there's so many amazing themes. I'm going to look, can't wait to personally listen back to this and like remind myself to be flexible, <laughs> to like love who I like to allow this fluidity, allow inspiration to come in. Like how can I schedule the time if it's not going to happen naturally to show up for myself? Um, that's just such a good message and I love what you're doing and I love the whole like phone detox day. Yeah. I just think that's awesome. You know, like I, before I knew what my business was, I had this idea last fall that I was like, it just 15 minutes. So I created like a side project. It's a tool called give it 15 and it's all about how can you just try it for 15 minutes? Just try it on 15 because then it doesn't have that huge impact of like going to a workout class or like mm. taking a bath for two hours or any of that. It's just like, you know, 15 yeah. minutes. Just a little bit of time. Just see a how, little bit of time. See, you never know what could be on the other side. Totally. Cool. So where can people find more about you and what you're up to? Yeah. So you can find me at livelavivo.com. 
That's my business website. That's a resource um, for all things, not just business, but also just in terms of figuring out like what's going to work for you for showing up in work and life and all of those pieces. I've got a blog where I share different different ideas for self-care particularly and um, different tools and resources for, you know, just any and everything. Just living in the human experience. Yes, just <laughs> figuring it all out because you never know. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, this is awesome. Thank you so much for doing what you do and showing yeah. up in this way. It's inspiring. I really... I'm excited to see where you take this. Thanks. Thanks for having me.